Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Masilvine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hello again. I'm so glad you made it back for episode three of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with myself, Tara Misseldine, and Amanda Kingsley of thewhive.com. Um, Amanda, we talked last week about women connecting to fuel our futures, which is the second truth that you hear every week, dear listeners, on our intro. The first one being where freedom is cultivated through personal development. And that's episode one. So if you haven't actually heard that one yet, jump back there and listen to that. Um, but we are right now diving into our three truths that stand behind the mission of what we're trying to do here at Wealth and Wellness. Um, so today we are going to talk about the third one. And to me, this is like, this is where it all comes out. Like, this is my thing. Where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Like, this is why we started the show. Um, I'll never forget the moment where Tara said some version of this truth on my deck, and we nearly both just, like, uh, levitating. <laughs> yes. Good thing there weren't any bugs in the air. I think we would have eaten a few of them because we were both like, <gasps> <laughs> like, that's it. And it was, th- it was thanks to you asking me the question. I think the question was, like, um, what do you want people to take away from what we're trying to do here? And like, this, this is it. Like, this is what I would be great if this was what led the rest of my life. Yeah, that would work for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's something that's so important to me and to think about it from like this, um, you know, within this framework that we're, I'm never seeking wealth for the sake of wealth. And I totally need to dive into like what wealth actually means, but we're never seeking wealth just the same way that we're never seeking freedom. Like you can't seek that except as a byproduct of these way more important things. And the great thing about that is you actually have control over living your life in a way that makes you well. And if wealth gets created as a byproduct of that, how awesome. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're right. Let's, let's give a quick overview of, of wealth and like what that really means. Yes. So there's people who are like, and they're cringing. And yeah, I know. (laughs) We're having like little panic attacks thinking about money and. (laughs) Yep. I, I I mean, I, I went with like the word nerd thing of like prior to the show, actually looking up what the definition of wealth is Mm. according to Google. Um, So the first, like the core one is an abundance of valuable possessions or money. And I was like, uh, that's not what, (laughs) that's not what I wanted it to say. (laughs) But then as you like get down through some of like the sub definitions, there's one that completely hits on it for me. And that is a plentiful supply of a particularly desirable thing. And boom, that is it for me. And then if you look at the archaic definition of wealth, it is well-being, prosperity. Mm. So boom, that is exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the synonyms are like abundance and, you know, treasure and stuff like that, cornucopia. Um, 
So I, I love that definition, a plentiful supply of a particularly desirable thing. Mm. That is awesome for me. Does mm. that like resonate with I you? I like the word plentiful. Yes. <laughs> well, when I was thinking about like what my, you know, we all have different, our personal definitions of what wealth means. But when I was thinking of what mine means, really I kept coming back to, it's to me, true wealth is more than enough of everything that matters to me. Mm. You know, because if I think about any of like any of the core things that matter to me, if any one of them is like operating from scarcity or is experiencing an actual lack, like if there's not enough of that core thing, like I can't feel well. I don't feel well. And I don't think any of us do. And I think that's what we're getting at here. And sometimes you don't realize, like you ignore for, for a yes. while. Yes. And don't realize that that lack actually does have a huge impact on everything else. Um, yeah. And so the more you dig into truth number one, which is freedom in the moments and personal growth, the more you realize like, oh, wait a second, I haven't meditated in the last five days and I've been super cranky. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to maybe not letting it get so bad that lack is pulling. Anyway. Yeah. And I, I feel like we should just jump into a couple minutes of conversation around like, lack versus scarcity because mm. like scarcity to me is a state of mind and lack is like a bona fide missing piece you know like scarcity thinking is like feeling like we never have enough time and then lack is like sleep deprivation like are you physically not getting enough sleep to be healthy that, <laughs> that is lack I to me i really thought about it this way really Okay, so I, you know, this is something that I, I find the scarcity mentality to be like, did I just say that right? Scarcity mentality? Yes, yeah, I did. You read the <laughs> um, so I find that occasionally triggers me because I have had people kind of throw that in my face when I wasn't expecting it in sort of like a derogatory way. So I get like a little easily triggered when it comes to quote unquote scarcity. Mm. Um, but sometimes there are like, bonafide missing pieces for our own well-being. Yeah. Um, and that to me is completely different than scarcity. It is not well, scarcity thinking to say you're not getting enough sleep. It's also interesting, this concept of like money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a lot of happiness. It can buy you a lot of things that make you happy. Food, which yes. your family needs. It yes. can buy you a roof over your head. It can buy you heat. It can buy you or air conditioning if you live in, you know, in the South. But that I love this concept of like, yeah, lack is, is really different than scarcity. Have you read The Trance of Scarcity? No. Oh. Ooh, I'm going to make a note. We'll put it in the show notes for everybody. I can't so remember the author off the top of That's my That's okay. Head. We'll look it up and make sure we include it. Yeah, The Trance of Scarcity. And it's all about that, um, yeah, coming into the – the circle and the flow and being in the place where things just naturally move. And as soon as you get into that mindset of scarcity, which you're talking about, um, everything freezes up and tightens and is we kind of what we talked about. And I think it was in the first episode we talked about that sort of like tightening and closing and um, lack of expansion. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, that whole, it's a great book. You'll love it. And you readers will love it too. Cool. I will definitely check it out. Um, cause it, it's something that I feel very sensitive toward, like I've, like I've mentioned. So are you feeling complete with your description of wealth? I don't feel like you actually stated what yours personally is. Did you? No, but I, I mean, I feel like you nailed it except that, you know, it always brings me to gratitude, right? So like it, it's noticing all those places that you're wealthy in your life, right? Like your healthy family and your clean air to breathe and your water. And, um, yeah, just, just always paying attention to, to gratitude and those places that you're already wealthy and, and taking away the direct correlation to money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Okay. So when we think about wealth, being created as a byproduct of being well. Um, what, is, what does it actually take to be well? Like we've defined wealth. What does well-being, what is that? I mean, I know what it is for me because I spend <laughs> almost all of my waking hours thinking about this. <laughs> what does it mean to you? I mean, you Mind, body, spirit, right? I mean, I always have to go to mind, body, spirit. So there's like, there's like mental wellness there's physical wellness and there's spiritual wellness. And I think the balance of the three is the sweet spot. Um, <laughs> my family's home, so I hope it doesn't get too cold. <laughs> That's okay. Like, hey, this is the real world right here. <laughs> um, yeah. When I think of wellness, to me, it's always about the three, mind, body, spirit. And, um, and when one is out of whack, it, it really does sort of, and I know some people hate the word balance, which I can wrap my head around like the, um, the intellectual piece of not liking the word balance and how, you know, there's no such thing as balance. But to me, it really is like a balancing, right? It's like a balancing. If, you're, if your spiritual practices is lacking, it, it pulls things out of balance and affect your physical and mental health. And the same goes for any of the three, right? If your yeah. physical health is out of balance, bringing it back into flow. So for me, like there's an active, yeah, maybe there's no state of complete balance, but there is this desire to always be balancing, balancing and just sort of the flow and natural, um, yeah, one is always affecting the other. And so yeah. I think I, for wealth and for, for wellness, it's really looking at all three. Yeah. And I have um, this like little private joke with my mom because we both tweak out at the word balance or like not, not the word balance, <laughs> but when it's used in conjunction with like life balance. And yeah. I think it only becomes a problem I think, for people when they're trying to envision that like balance means equal because if you're like, you know, if you're looking at yeah, it's like fairness or something, <laughs> yes. If you're looking at someone like this thing is fair, <laughs> stand, someone standing on, you know, like a board that is balanced on a cylinder. So like it can, like a seesaw, I can go either way with one leg on either side. Like it's, it is hard to find an equilibrium where it's like fully balanced. It's way easier to just keep tilting. So me and my mom have this like really like secret private joke about the tilt versus the balance. Like, oh, we're tilting into such and such because it is helping us survive yeah. right now. 
And I think that's so important for parents, especially because like things change so much. And that's the great thing about parenting. It's sometimes like the grieve about parenting is whether it's good or bad with your kids right now, don't get used to it. You know, if this too shall pass. Exactly. It's probably only four weeks away from being something different. (laughs) So don't get too attached. Um, And the other thing that sort of came to me while you were talking was the the difference to me between wellness and well-being. Because Mm. to me, well wellness is like that's something that you can achieve. Like people are working, I always hear people working toward wellness. But in my mind, well-being resonates so much more with me because it is, it incorporates those like fine-tuning adjustments and also the wild swings that it takes to be human and to be ourselves. So are we being well in every given moment that we can? I like that both of us um, added the ing to to each of those words, balance and wellness. Yes. <laughs> to make it feel like it, it's an active, ever changing thing, and, and like yes. changing it to well being, mm-hmm. <laughs> a state of being in wellness um, and balancing. Yeah, pretty cool. I and I think you're right. Big difference between wellness feels like something you can achieve, yes. whereas well being is just like a constant state of. And wellness also, I've also found, you know, occasionally a toxic use of the word wellness because it comes with comparisons, you know, like me being the way that my well-being looks might look very different from someone else's optimal state of well-being. And when you provide like one version of wellness, I think that could be really destructive because it creates that like that comparative value that you don't need when you're talking about being well, you know, it's like, are you, are you well or not? Like your wellness is, shouldn't be judged in comparison to are you as well as I am or not, you know? And no one gets to define that for anyone else. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I, that's Which why we really intentionally helpful. said the byproduct of being well, not the byproduct of wellness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so I have an important question for you, Amanda. Are you ready? I love important questions. <laughs> okay, how does this concept that we know to be true show up in your life right now? <laughs> how does it not show up in my life? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's really interesting. And in, in this work that I'm in now, um, it's such a direct correlation, right? As I step more and more into my truth and my knowing and my being, um, the, the wealth, when we speak in terms of financial wealth is, is ever increasing. And the state of just like peace in my home is ever increasing. Um, my relationships out in the world. Laughter. And so <laughs> the I think it's really fast. And after what? I said, and the laughter is increasing as we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I know no, you okay. were like, I'm gonna... 
important question. I was like, oh, I can't mute if I'm answering an important question. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing I was being a little facetious. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, But what I love is when you look back and you go, no wonder I wasn't in the state of abundance that I desired back then because I hadn't done the work that I've now done to get here. And so you can think in the moment like, well, I, it should be this or it should be that. But then when you look back in retrospect, it's like, Oh, I had all that work to do to get here. And so it's just such a journey. It's such a constant, um, growth journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's really important for us to mention right now that sometimes quote unquote, that work looks like letting all of the shit go, you know, just letting it all go (laughs) because sometimes it's so much harder to decide what to say no to that feeds our well-being than it is to be like, Oh, here's more work I need to do. And it's, it's great. And I love it. And you know, you and I, and probably a lot of our listeners are women who are not afraid of doing the work. Sometimes we just might not actually be clear on what the work is that needs doing. And sometimes it's very much about what we need to stop doing to make space for more well, like more well-being. Do you agree? Totally. And just showing up, even when you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Showing up and being like, you know what? I'm better off coming in and sort of like playing around, reading, discovering than not showing up at all. I think showing up is like the key thing that makes a difference in like always moving toward mm-hmm. growth. Right? Yeah, and always progressing. Yep. yep. Sometimes you show up and you're like, well, I don't really know what to do today. <laughs> but you show up and you dig in and you find it. You're de- and that's the determ that's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's the determination mm-hmm. to go like sometimes I don't even know what I'm looking for and I just keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you're looking for what you might be looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when I, you know, when we think about this, this definition that I love about wealth and the, the plentiful supply of those desirable things. Um, I, I just love the beauty of that because it's not that we're like, I don't, I don't know how I'm about to say this, but those desirable things are allowed to change where we are sourcing that supply is allowed to change. Like, I just love the flexibility and freedom and sort of like the, the flowing water nature of this definition of wealth. Like it's not, you know, we're all encouraged to set that like, you know, outrageous goal of how much money we want to make or, um, which really doesn't, it matters so much less than some of those other desirable things, you know, Sorry, there's our one minute warning. (laughs) My family will be so happy. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to like keep shushing one another. (laughs) You know, I just, I I love that. And especially if we think of um, like this word byproduct, which both of us were like, do we really like that word? But there's really no word that's better. And if anybody can think of a word 
that does this phrase justice better than the word byproduct, let us know. Um, but to me, when, when you think of something being manufactured and if what we're really after is that state of well-being, that being well, and we are manufacturing our own wellness moment by moment, and wealth is being created as a byproduct, then that means that there's really no limit to how much wealth we can create because we're not yes. using the wealth <laughs> to get there. We're using something else. So like, what is the thing that we're using? Yes. Yes. You know, I think like we're using our personal fire and we're like, we are using our personal growth and development, which is awesome because it links it right back into one of, one of our other truths, our first truth. You know, and the- I think Brooke Castillo does a great job at um, talking about money and how, how so many people think there's this like pot and it gets divided. You know, everyone gets a certain amount of the pot. And mm-hmm. I love how you just phrased that. Like it's a create, it's a process of creation. Yeah. And the more you create in your life, the more of that wealth that's created in the world. Yes. Yeah. And if that, if we think of wealth as being like a plentiful supply of all those desirable things, there is no limit to how many desirable things we can want or need in our lives. And there's no limit to how plentiful the supply is. There's, it, there's no end. You can create as much as you want or need. So I just, I love that idea. I love that freedom. We're going to have so much fun in this book. Oh, I know. <laughs> already been so much fun okay so just so you all know we are at our 20 minute mark so we want to keep respecting your time and we just want to let you know that um next week we have a really fun episode where you get to like peel back the layers and get to know Amanda a little bit better. And then the week after that, she's actually going to interview me. So we are really excited to introduce ourselves a little bit more to you, but we thought it was really important to start with uh, these three messages, these truths. Um, Because if you also believe these to be true, then you're in the right place. Um, And we really want to know you. So um, we will be here week after week. Please jump in and let us know that you're here listening. Um, We can't wait to get to know you all and, and see how we can rise this tide together. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes and check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work from home mother of three. Her mission is to free parents from financial stress so they can spend more time being present with their children. Learn more at her website, thewhyhive.com. Tara Masildine is a passionate entrepreneur, founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.